painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. For over 20 years, the Great River Shakespeare Festival has been a monument in Winona. This festival has connected the community in an infinite amount of ways. Today on Artbeat, I sit down with the festival's own Tara Flanagan, a program director and actress. Tara and I discuss how the festival has changed over the years and how it's become loved by many. Join us now as we pull back the curtain and talk Shakespeare. I'm Hannah and I'm sitting here with Tara from the Shakespeare Festival. She is the program director here. Um, do you want to just kind of introduce yourself and kind of what you do for the Shakespeare Festival? Sure. First of all, hi, and so nice to meet you, and thank you so much for having me. Um, I, My name is Tara Flanagan. I'm an actor in the company, and this year I'm also directing one of the productions. I directed As You Like It, and then I'm the program director for one of our youth summer education programs, Shakespeare for Young Actors. Okay, so how many years have you been part of the festival? Gosh, it's it's a little bit hard to remember, but I think this is my 16th year with the festival. I joined in the fourth year, and I took one year off to go somewhere else and do a different job, but I think this is my 16th year in Winona. Wow, that's crazy. Can you kind of tell us how the festival has changed over time since you've been Oh my goodness! Yes, it it has changed a lot. So I actually, um, so I actually was in the audience for the first ever performance at the Great River Shakespeare Festival. My now husband Christopher Gerson and I had met that same year and just started dating, and so I came out to see him perform in the productions. He was part of that founding company. It was a a smaller company then, and. Uh, so we've grown in lots of interesting ways. We're a much more diverse company now than mm-hmm. we were 20 years ago. We have much more connection with the community, with people in the community than we did 20 years ago. That was a priority of the founding company members, but those relationships have grown and deepened over time. Um, so those are some important ways in which the company has changed. So what makes Great River Shakespeare Festival different from like other Shakespeare festivals that are around? That's a great question because I, I do love Shakespeare and I it's not the only kind of performance that I do, but mm-hmm. I do perform it in other places around the country. And I think one of the things that impressed me first as an audience member and made me want to be a part of the festival was that the language was so incredibly clear like a lot of people, I didn't really have a successful experience reading Shakespeare in high school. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't understand it. And I think some people have an idea of Shakespeare that is not necessarily positive. And I think sometimes that comes down to the performers not knowing exactly what they're saying on a minute and super specific level. And if performers don't really know what they're saying. There's just no chance that we in the audience can understand what they're saying. And then we feel lost and excluded from the story. And I remember in that first season sitting in the audience and thinking, this feels so immediate and so current and so alive. And I might not understand every word, but I know exactly what's going on. And that 
is exciting to me and I would like to be a part of that. And the festival has continued to prioritize really understanding that language. The idea being that Shakespeare was initially not an elitist art form. Sure, the kings and queens came to performances, but everybody came to performances. So it's not intended to be an exclusive art form. It really should be accessible to everybody. And so we keep finding new ways to recommit to that over the years. And I don't know that I find that in every other Shakespeare festival that I work for. Yeah, definitely. Why is Winona such a great community to have this festival at? Well, it's really interesting. The founding of the festival, Paul Barnes, Mark Houck, and Alec Wilde, who were the initial founders of the festival, I believe they had met at the Guthrie. They were all overlapping there, doing different contracts and, and speaking to each other and um, and daydreaming about what they might do if they had their own Shakespeare festival mm-hmm. and put together a proposal and were shopping it around to different cities, different regions. And somebody in Winona found out about it and said, come here and let us pitch to you and said, here's why you should come to Winona. And this is 20, you know, now 22 years ago, probably that they were doing this pitch, but they just had a vision for the city of Winona as a real art center. And you've seen that happen in the last 20 years. You have the Marine Art Museum, you have the Frozen River Film Festival, and on and on the Beethoven Festival on and on and on. And it really is this jewel on the Mississippi, this kind of arts mecca, where it might be a smaller town than than houses and hosts other Shakespeare festivals. It's utterly beautiful and charming. If you like to do outdoorsy things, there's plenty of that to do. But if you're interested in the arts, the town itself, the people who live here love and nurture and foster the arts. And then because I've been lucky enough to come here as an artist, I know that they're actually interested in loving and nurturing and fostering the human beings who come here to make the art. And it's interesting in theater, the thing that we find compelling about it is that we're telling human stories. They're not really about kings and queens. They're really just about families and people. And that's what we're interested in. And then ironically, we live these nomadic lifestyles where we pop into these towns. We don't really get to know anybody, and then you pop out again. So for me, it's a very unique experience to be able to come here year after year. I've been very lucky in that way, and I have long-standing relationships with people. When Christopher and I got engaged, our friends Kathy and Dave Peterson, along with several other friends in the community, threw our wedding shower. Um, people have fallen in love here and gotten married here. Babies have been born here. And that kind of interweaving of the company into the fabric of the community itself feels very unique and special, at least in my experience. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Yeah, Winona, they love their arts. They love being creative here. Like, I've never seen a town so passionate about arts and realized how much there is art-wise in this town. It's insane. And it's it's like there's no other town like it, I feel. It's beautiful. And it's mm-hmm. the murals that are up downtown, the musicians. Uh, Mike Munson is a friend of ours, just a remarkable musician. And he tours nationally and I believe even internationally. But um, he lives in Winona, makes his home in Winona and plays in Winona and um, and on and on and on. We've had a chance to connect with so many artists who 
call Winona their home and their art is, you know, really woven into the fabric of this town in a way that is enchanting. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of going off topic here, what's your favorite Shakespeare performance that happened this year? Oh my gosh, that's like choosing favorite children. Can't do it, <laughs> can't do it. But I'll try to give you some highlights. So we have three plays this year, two mm-hmm. by Shakespeare and one play by our co-associate artistic director, Melissa Maxwell. That's a non-Shakespeare play. And they're incredibly different. So there is something for everybody, which I love. Mm -hmm. As You Like It is a romantic comedy. Winter's Tale is classified as a romance play, which basically means it's half very serious drama and then half very silly comedy. And then about grace and forgiveness in the end, which we could all use a big dose of, so I love that. And then Melissa Maxwell's contemporary play, Imbroglio, is a bit of a thriller. I don't want to give too much away. It's a wild ride and people should go and see it. It's amazing. But there is something for everybody. So I really, really love that. Um, There is, I will just say in As You Like It, there is a wrestling match that is written into the play. It always exists in the play. But it is one of my favorite pieces of live theater that I've ever seen because it's in no way trying to be a film. It absolutely embraces being a piece of theater. It involves almost everybody in the entire cast working together to tell a story with Shakespeare and movement and lighting and sound. And it's utterly collaborative. It involves the audience's imagination. It is hilarious. And so it's this perfect sort of culmination of all of these aspects of theater living together in a in a beautiful and very funny way. That's so cool. Can you kind of just tell everyone what Great River Shakespeare Festival is for people that don't know what it is? Thank you. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. So the Great River Shakespeare Festival is a professional Shakespeare theater. The word festival is very often attached to Shakespeare theaters. And it's interesting, not being from the region, I didn't realize, and I don't think any of us realized, that festival is used in a very particular way in this region of the Midwest, and it usually means an event that takes place on a weekend. Mm -hmm. This actually, our season runs for five full weeks. So uh, this is a resident theater company. We only exist during the summertime. So we go back to New York and LA or Minneapolis or wherever people live and pursue our acting careers, our theater careers, our film and television careers elsewhere. And then they cast the season sometime in the winter and early spring. And then that company assembles just for that particular summer. But it's a professional Shakespeare theater company in Winona. The great thing about theater is theater is always multi-generational. So you've got young people, just um, early career artists, and then you've got really established career artists all working together, which is wonderful because then um, that knowledge is always being handed down and the industry is always being reinvigorated by new energy and new ideas. So it it works in a really symbiotic way, which is great. But yes, uh, there are early career artists, but it's a professional theater company, Mm -hmm. and this is how we all make our living. Mm -hmm. And we just happen to make our living here in Winona um, during the summer. Yeah, and I'm sure it just gets all those actors and actresses out there and gets their name out there for sure. 
Sure. I mean, some people are just launching their career. And Mm -hmm. for some people, this is almost like a summer camp where, you know, for me, I'm living in New York City and I love New York City. (laughs) But you can't love something if you you can't miss something if you're always there. And it is really nice to go away for the summer to somewhere green and beautiful um, where life has a more gentle pace to it mm-hmm. and um, and then I can make art that I'm proud of with people who inspire me every day and then I can go back to my life in in the city I like having both yeah, yeah. good balance good balance so can you kind of tell us what um, the festival has to offer because there's more happening than just performances and plays and stuff yes So every year we have company conversations at Blooming Grounds on Sunday at 11. If you cannot join us in person, they are also offered on Facebook Live. You can find us on Facebook Live on Sundays. And each conversation will have a different topic and focus on a different area of the festival or the theater. So it might be um, the people who are designers, so you can learn all about design. People you're not necessarily going to see on stage, but whose work is a vital component to making the plays happen. So each week we'll have a different focus. You have a delicious cup of coffee, you get something to eat, you hang out, you can ask people questions. Um, and it's it's very relaxed and informal and super interesting. And you'll see different people every week, so you can come back uh, every week throughout the festival. Um, on Thursdays, after the after the evening performances, there are post-show discussions. So if you've seen a show that night and you want to stay and chat with the actors and perhaps the director after the show, you can do that. If you've seen that play earlier in the week or perhaps the week before and you have follow-up questions and you want to be part of that conversation, you just show up, show your ticket stub, and then you can come back in and be a part of that conversation. We have um, summer education programs that actually just wrapped up, but we offer programs for students from the age of four to those students who have just recently graduated from high school. So sometimes we have 18-year-old students, but we have programming for all of those ages, fabulous, fabulous education programs. Um, We teach workshops throughout the summer. I'm trying to think about what's left because this is our final week. So we will have a post-show discussion this Thursday and a final company conversation at Blooming Grounds downtown on Sunday. Um, we just did our Calathump last night, which happens every year, which is our annual fundraiser, but it's a talent show. So you get to see people in the company do things you would never see them doing on stage during the festival. It's a very fun and energetic. You get to see people, our company manager, Viva Graf, who uh, is basically our concierge while we are here in Winona helping us um, with going to the store and getting to the airport and getting our housing set up and sort of anything we need Viva's there to help us with she's also an amazing tap dancer and did a tap dance last night which was remarkable to see and super fun so that's another event that happens um, during the season but um, anybody looking for information can visit grsf.org and all of our events are listed there our season calendar is listed there so you don't have to remember things you can just visit it throughout the season and see what's up that week Oh, that's, yeah, that's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, so you kind of mentioned it before, but, yeah, there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes. Can you tell us more about that? Like, what's the preparation for hosting this event? You know, kind of what goes behind stage? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So directors and 
administrative staff and designers start having conversations 10 months ahead of time. So in September or October, they will start having those initial conversations. What are those designs going to look like? What is the theater going to look like? We entirely reconfigured the theater this year and built a three-quarter thrust theater on the stage at WSU. It's remarkable. It works so well for the plays. It's a really intimate space. You feel like you're inside the play, inside the action. It's wonderful. And if that's confusing to sort of um, picture in your mind, you can also find a little video on our website that will um, take you through a virtual 3D model of what that is. And it's awesome. But so those kinds of detailed plans start getting worked out way ahead of time. And then there will be another set of meetings in December or January, and then a final set in March as they get prepared um, for the season. Casting starts happening in September. So um, we work with Actors Equity Association, which is the Actors Union. And in order to cast a really wide net, we usually uh, solicit video submissions so that people, no matter where they live, can submit. Um, we also have actors that we've worked with year after year after year or who have come through our apprentice training program uh, who we will reach out to and ask them to submit auditions. Um, we sometimes work with designers year after year after year, but we have also had design interns come up through the festival and get training and education through the festival who then become our designers. So John Merritt this year, who designs both Imbroglio, Melissa Maxwell's play, and As You Like It, came to us as a design intern years and years and years ago and now is one of our lead designers. So that's kind of amazing. Um, we start coordinating with WSU in February. Isaac Swall is the, um, I believe he's the technical director at WSU, but he also worked for the festival years and years ago and is a dear friend. And so we start reaching out to him and seeing the best way to coordinate with WSU, who so generously hosts the festival every year. Um, and then there's housing to be coordinated. Because we're not a year-round theater, we cannot keep our apartments set up year-round as a year-round theater would do. So all of our plates, dishes, forks, knives, bedding, lamps, um, brooms, mops, anything that you need in a home has to get packed away into storage all year. And then it has to get unpacked. And then somebody has to go through all that and see what's broken, what needs to be replaced. Do we need tea kettles? Do we need ice cube trays? Anything that you would need in your home has to get packed away, taken back out, gone through, organized, labeled, made ready for everybody. We have a huge army of volunteers called the Friends of Will. If you're interested, I believe contact information is also available on the website. So volunteers might pick people up at the airport. People are flying in from all over the country. So you might um, drive somebody from the airport or um, you might uh, volunteer to be an usher. So really easy, fun things to do if you like seeing theater and you want to see it over and over again, but maybe tickets feel a little bit steep for you, you can volunteer as an usher and then you can see those plays for free every night. Um, it's a great, oh, during during what's called Tech Week, which is when we're staying long hours at the theater and combining all the technical elements for the first time, um, our, our crew of volunteers provide dinners for us. So we need people to set up those dinners, to cook those dinners, to clean up after those dinners, um, to organize all of that. So there's 
there's just so much work that needs to be done in order to bring a company together who doesn't live here year round Mm -hmm. and provide all of the things that they will need pencils for rehearsal Mm -hmm. Um, scripts need to be um, I was going to say Xeroxed because that's how old I am but need to be (laughs) um, printed Um, contracts need to be um, sent and coordinated and mailed out unions need to be negotiated with and on and on and on and on and on yeah just all those little things just add up yeah so random question but where do you guys all stay do you guys stay on campus we do so there are the east lake apartments that um are part of the universities Mm -hmm. uh are owned by the university and that's where we are housed now generally we would be contracted to start the second week in may so there is one week sometimes 10 days before we can get into those apartments Mm. in which case we do home stays So volunteers from the beautiful city of Winona will house one or two people in their home for that week or 10 days until we can get into WSU. Now, post-pandemic, theater is really suffering. Obviously, the whole country is suffering, but theater is one of the very last industries to rebound. And in fact, we haven't rebounded it's industry-wide it's not just in Winona it's the entire industry but it is really really suffering and so like so many theater companies are just disappearing they couldn't make it through or they made it through but in the aftermath are folding and going away Um, we are a non-for-profit model Mm. and so they're just there aren't those resources they're drying up um People got out of the habit of going to the theater, and I think we're all realizing how disconnected everybody became during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. and we're still looking to rebuild all of those community connections, theater just being one of them. But our, our budget needed to contract as a result, and so we had to cut a week of rehearsal which was very painful. It did mean that we were able to get into our housing the first week this year. So that was a lovely silver lining in in the midst of a lot of painful cuts, but we were able to get into those apartments. And I have to say, um, in terms of um, theater housing, because again, we live these nomadic lives, you just pop into a theater and theater housing really runs the gamut it can mean many many things mm-hmm. and and these are really lovely they're comfortable they're spacious mm-hmm. um, most people need to have a roommate which is one thing if you're a university student but when you're a 40 year old grown-up going back to having a roommate can be a tough sell and these apartments yeah. are great because you have your obviously your dedicated bedroom but you also have a dedicated bathroom and then the shared space is kitchen and laundry which is um sounds like a small thing but is a huge luxury to us that um we certainly do not always have and they're right across from the beautiful lake and the park and so um we are next to the train tracks which is interesting yeah but in terms of theater housing they are lovely and spacious and we are very very grateful to wsu for partnering with us on those apartments yeah those trains are yeah they are ruthless they don't (laughs) care what time it is they don't care how loud they are i i lived by the train tracks too and i moved out it's intense some people can sleep through them no problem Mm -hmm. and others of us 
Yeah. Um, There's some points where it like shakes the whole. It shakes the building. Yeah. It shakes the building. Um, yeah. Some people find it gentle and soothing and others of us just learn to make our peace with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what should people know more about um, Shakespeare or Great River Shakespeare Festival? Well, that it's not intimidating. Again, yeah. if you if you have a memory in your mind of high school English or a, I don't know, a Ren Fair experience, anything that was negative, just, uh, I would say just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not doing museum theater. We're not um, seeking to replicate exactly what Shakespeare's theater would have done. We believe that the point of doing these plays is that they are just about what it is to be a human being. And we find that they resonate in a way that feels very current and about us right now Mm -hmm. as we are living now um they're kind of like parables so it's not about hard-nosed realism it's about sort of understanding that in a story that might be larger than life that they're getting at something that's a deep truth that we can all carry with us and that there's something for everybody there's a really broad very silly humor if you like that um and then there's romance there's drama there's a deep profound message that comes in all different kinds of packages um there's excitement and love and violence and kind of anything that you would want. But I guess if you if you have had a negative experience previously, I just urge you to give it a shot. Give yourself 10 or 15 minutes to settle in. It takes everybody's ear about 10 or 15 minutes to just relax and go, okay, now I'm in it, now I'm in it. And just know that that is normal. That's what happens to me when I go see a Shakespeare play. It takes me that long. We have these green shows that happen out front a half an hour before the play. And we have our wonderful uh, professional actors who are part of our understudy company who give you a little taste of Shakespeare before the play to help get you get your ear tuned to Shakespeare and they also give you a little no before you go here Mm. are some helpful things about the story just so you can relax and feel at ease when you go into the theater it's not intimidating it's not scary as I say we've got a new configuration this year which really helps you feel like you are in side the story we think it's pretty exciting and super accessible so I, I guess that's what I would say give it a try yeah give it a try yeah I we had to read Macbeth for like junior year and it yeah it kind of scared me of Shakespeare a little bit so it's not like the boring it's not boring it's like, exciting it's accessible and Shakespeare is not meant to be read that's the other thing these plays were never meant to be read they were always meant to be heard mm-hmm. um People wrote them down because printing was just starting to happen and they could make a buck. Mm -hmm. And now it's important literature, so we read it in school, but it was never meant to be enjoyed that way. So if you struggle to read it, you're not alone. Everybody struggles to read it and they're Mm -hmm. meant to be heard. So just know that you weren't doing it wrong. It's just they're meant to be heard and seen in in person. Oh, also, if you're a student, we have student rush tickets. So bring your student ID and you can get a student rush ticket. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys like don't do like the original like Macbeth plays. You don't do like the. Oh, we do. Oh, you do. It's okay. the real deal. Yeah. It's just it's not dumbed down. It's not changed. Nothing's changed. If we've regendered a character, we'll flip the pronoun. But mm, that's it's, cool. It's not. I mean, yes, because they were written for all men. So mm-hmm. we're not doing that nonsense anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, 
But the, it's not changed. It's just that if the actors and directors take the time to understand what things actually mean, mm-hmm. you will too. You will too. Yeah. Wow. So the festival is coming to an end this season. What should people know about for next year if they're interested and I guess missed out like me. <laughs> oh, great. Well, we do have a few days left, yeah. so please, please, please come. Um, again, this this is a company that employs a lot of people from outside the state, but we love Winona and make our Winona our home. We spend money here. We pay taxes here, um, and and theaters are, are dying all across the country, so please come. If you believe in community, if you believe that arts in in our life, in our world, are important. If you believe that we need art to give context to our life and help us process what it is to be a human being and that we need community because the fabric of community is feeling a little frayed and like it's breaking apart, please come. Please don't take for granted that this will always be here. We need people to come. If you've already come, thank you. And please help to spread spread the good word to everybody else for next year you can always find information the most up-to-date information at grsf.org season announcement for next year will probably come sometime in the fall maybe the winter i don't want to i don't want to promise when they will come um, but it will probably come in the fall or the winter um we have a downtown office that you can visit. So the downtown office is open year-round. So if you need to talk to somebody in person, you can always access the downtown office. And um, yes, most current information can always be found on the website. We are planning to come back. We will. We are planning to be here. Um, and and again. Um, you can buy season tickets uh, early if you buy a season pass. I believe you can get that at a at a discounted rate. And uh, again, education signups will probably happen sometime in the spring. Education classes for ages four through eighteen. And yeah, just just come. We'll be happy to see you whenever, whenever. Come and see us. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Thanks again to Tara Flanagan on joining us today on Artbeat. To learn more about the Great River Shakespeare Festival, go to grsf.org or visit their office downtown on 163rd East 2nd Street to learn how to become involved in the festival. For more talk about art or other similar events, tune into the Artbeat Tuesdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Thank you.